0: Circus of the Stars won't be seen tonight, so we can bring you a very special episode of The Gen X Files. Welcome to The Gen X Files. I'm Jim. I'm Adam. And today's show is all about 80s metal. metal.
1: As evidence from <laughs> Jim's impeccable <laughs> impersonation of Metal. We are not talking about hair metal. We are not talking we're talking about real metal. We're talking about metal. Real metal.
2: For the the metal heads, baby.
1: Yeah, the stuff that I grew up on, the stuff that I love. No. (laughs) No, no No, poison. No No Bon Jovi. No later Van Halen. No, yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, Yeah. Actually we can thank Eddie Van Halen for the massive amount of hair metal because he was so good that everybody wanted to be him and and Eddie Van Halen. uh, rest in peace. Uh, he, he was Who, brilliant was guitarist. He was one of the greatest yeah, guitarists yeah. ever in the world. I mean, brilliant. there's no there's absolutely uh, yeah, no. Yes, that's there. not in question. Yeah.
2: But he was not metal.
1: <clears throat> no. No, he definitely uh <laughs> he had the chops for it, but yeah, he definitely did not. Um so let's uh let's go back. Let's go back a little bit because in Ooh. 80s metal to how do we get to 80s metal? Like what what happened the in the world? Moment? No, Is this it's, a test? it's a hypothetical. Oh, okay. <laughs> Go back to 1968. There was a lot of pop rock happening. A lot of Beatles. A lot of Simon and Garfunkel. Uh, some cream. cream. Yeah. There was some like you know the Rolling Stones were 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 big. Like there was some blues rock that was yeah. pretty good. It was um, getting a
0: little heavier. You know? Yeah,
1: yeah. But the really guitar the, heavy. Yeah, yeah. The the. The fuzz is what really became part of the 80s metal, uh, being able to create distortion and, yep. like, and like, get stuff really chunky and, yeah. and, and, and nice. That was being used a lot in psychedelic rock, like uh, Tommy James and the Shondells, a lot of garage stuff, um, like the animals and things like that. Uh, but 1968, it was the year that changed the metal world because three bands were formed in
0: 1968. The unholy trinity.
1: Led Zeppelin. can do that again. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> the unholy trinity. Led Zeppelin, Black Sabbath, and Deep Purple. Uh, oh. There's arguments about whether or not there were other metal bands around the time, which uh, these were all British bands. Right. Uh, they, they they really latched on to the blues aspect um, as evidenced mostly by Led Zeppelin. Their early oh, yeah. stuff is yeah, pretty yeah. bluesy. Um, Deep Purple, definitely. Black Sabbath was the only one that was kind of like, Neh. We're gonna do our thing <laughs> yeah. and be really dark and moody and and all that, um, and that's why most people think that Black Sabbath is really the first metal band. Uh, well, Ozzy, baby. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I honestly, mean he is an icon. He's it's fantastic. I, their early stuff is so great.
0: It was time
1: music. Well, I didn't know Ozzy was here. He's that's just passing crazy. by. Yeah. Came to
0: pick up a, a cup of sugar. <laughs> Uh, there you go, Ozzy.
1: <laughs> uh, it was because of Black Sabbath around this time that uh, uh, they started playing with satanic and pagan imagery, um, you know, trying to trying to make their way in in distinct – their own little distinct world. Stirring the pot. Yeah, uh, you know. I mean it was all a show. There was a few – there was a band called Coven uh, that <laughs> came out in the early – like 69, 70 that was the first to really embrace that. Mm-hmm. Very much was like okay, hey, we love Satan and you should too, and oh. here's our music. Satan really had a nice run in the late '60s to
0: the about 80, about '80s, yeah, yeah. yeah, '70s. Yeah. Of, yeah. yeah,
1: I mean, yeah. He was. It wasn't. It was funny because obviously it was bad. and It was a real popularity. Was God, it at it yeah. its height. Coven was the first, but they were uh, overshadowed by a much heavier and darker sound of Black Sabbath. And to be honest, Black Sabbath was just a better band, of course. Yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day, which uh, one's still around? That's true. That is true. Uh, is, I don't even, I mean, I don't think Black Sabbath still touring, is it? No, no. Ozzy does once in a while, but not, yeah. And uh, and the guitarist, they do every once in a while. But they they argue about it. There were some um, American bands that were, were considered to be heavy metal at the time, too, like Iron Butterfly and Steppenwolf and Blue Cheer. Yeah. Although Steppenwolf technically is Canadian. Yeah. Um, well, and also it's like, I don't know. I mean, you know. I guess the, I agree. Range. I agree. I mean, Iron Butterfly, definitely. In a Gata DeVita is amazing. In a Gata yeah, DeVita. Oh, yeah. It is the longest song ever. <laughs> uh, With literally, that organ? 27 so, minutes and yeah. three seconds. It's crazy.
0: They're um, actually saying In the Garden
1: of Eden. Yeah. Not yeah. In a Gata DeVita. Right, but that's the actual title. In a Gata DeVita. In a Gata Vita. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, metal metal was burgeoning. It was a lot of blues rock. It was a lot of fun stuff. Uh, but in 1974, uh, another band came on, another metal band that kind of changed everything. Uh, Judas Priest came the on the Priest. scene. Priest, yeah. They, a great name
3: too. <laughs> oh to yeah,
1: oh. You wanna talk about causing <laughs> causing yeah. a reaction. It's like okay. Uh, but they they were the one the first band that kind of shied away from the the blues aspect mm-hmm. and they just went straight into the heavy, heavy rock yeah. stuff and it uh, was it more of the engine, like yeah. the guitar engine. Yeah, they, 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 but they were, they were phenomenal. They, they had, uh, and, and, of course, you know, the really hardcore Black Sabbath guys loved Judas Priest. Oh, yeah. Because it was, it was, you know, back to the, the, those five years ago, the roots of like Black Sabbath, uh, and heavier, so much heavier, uh, around the same time, uh, punk rock was, was influencing the growing metal scene, um, which eventually will lead to a lot of weird hybrid subgenres and various things that we, we will get to eventually. Good lord. Uh, but uh, by the nineteen early 1980s, by 1980, uh, the late 70s, early 1980, the first metal bands were kind of losing popularity. Uh, a lot of it was their own fault because yeah. they drank and did drugs Didn't
0: have and the discipline.
1: could not get along. And yeah, Black Sabbath being one of them. It, unfortunately, they just drank themselves into oblivion, and yeah, you know,
0: substance abuse and bands, you know, they kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, but it's yeah. like it
1: if was you a little can't much. Party, if you can't handle
0: your party, and yeah. the band's gonna go
1: yeah. away. Yeah, it's not. It's yeah, they they thought it was. It, I'm sure for them, it was like, hey, we're doing this thing, and it's great, and it's the and lifestyle. You got to live up thing. to the lifestyle yeah. too. You know? But it was it was it was a lot of power and a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Thrust onto these poor British dudes who didn't yeah. have it, and yeah. yeah, and and they just went crazy. I of mean, I, I mean, you know, understand. I, I, honestly, if that happened to me, I'd probably be dead. I,
0: <laughs> <laughs> if I were a young man, I did um, not have the
1: the capacity for that. I've type come of... close enough without money. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I don't know how. Uh, I don't know how having more money would would make that. <laughs> uh, but around this time, also Southern California, uh, thanks to Eddie Van Halen, uh, we launched uh, a kind of a, a metal scene in Southern uh, California metal scene. Uh, centered around the Sunset Strip here oh, yeah. in Los Angeles. The Rainbow Room. That was the big uh, metal the, bar. Yeah, that was. Oh, yeah, yeah. The uh, You ever been? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. A couple,
0: it's couple awesome. times. It's so good. I mean, it's, so it's like the best thing about I mean, th- I haven't been in, in a few years, granted. Yeah. But the best thing that I used to love about going there was just seeing these, like, 65-year-old metalheads, you know, with their bleach blonde hair. Oh, yeah. And they were still yeah, wearing the The, the acid tight ball- leather pants. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it's just like, come on, dude, you yeah. know. The guy turns around and it's like, Eesh, it's the cook yeah, keeper it's, it's <laughs> In a wig. Come on, it's it, you know, it's time to grow up sometimes, guys. A little bit, a little yeah. bit, yeah. But I, I do admire, I do admire
1: the people that can hang on to that until their sixties. Man, that is, yeah. Dedication. I mean, power to you, man. If you if you can yeah. stick to that. In fact, the last time I was at the Rainbow Room was to see uh, a metal band on the Sunset Strip. Uh, it was Osiris, I think. Mm. Um, I, I'm I'm not a huge fan, uh, but The Girlfriend is, and so we went and saw them. But hmm. we stopped at the Rainbow Room beforehand because you had to. That was what you did. Uh, does Phoebe like being called The Girlfriend? Um, Sure. <laughs> well, I'm going to
0: ask pretty, her later. <laughs> pretty sure she does,
1: so <laughs> I'm going to go ahead with that. Uh, but there were a bunch of metal bands that started back then, like Molly Crew and Quiet Riot and Rat and Wasp.
3: Oh,
0: yeah. Um, I mean, that was about, like, for me, uh, I was kind of... Uh, tween I guess I mean mm-hmm. coming into puberty you know getting to that anger and that's like about the time that Quiet Riot and Rat and Crew you know I kind
1: of got exposed to them and yeah. Twisted Sister and yeah, yeah Def Leppard and well and it's they were they were playing on MTV a lot so mm-hmm. I mean they it, the but hair. That's, that's where I discovered that. yeah Hair Metal was really designed for MTV because it was yeah. palatable enough for MTV it wasn't crazy, like, like at the time. I mean, Metallica was getting kind of big at the time. And it sure. was like, they just weren't radio-friendly at all. But it was a great introduction.
0: And, yes. you know, I, there's a lot of snobs out there that are like, <laughs> but that's fine. But, you know, yeah, I, I wouldn't say that Quiet Riot was the hardest metal band no. there was. But listening to them, you know, got me curious, you know. So, yeah, yeah. Know, then it, I listened to Fear. And then I listened to, right. you know, uh, well... My sister, I have to just jump sure. it back for a second. Sure. My sister had an impeccable taste in music mm-hmm. when we were kids. She's older than I am. Looks a lot younger. <laughs> but uh <laughs> she does. But I always looked up to her and and she had like Zeppelin yeah. and she had uh I think she might have had Sabbath too. I'm not sure, but I would go through her record collection when she wasn't home because mm-hmm. she, she caught me. I'd get in trubs, um, <laughs> but I'd go through and and for me, it was the the record covers, like the, yeah. the cover of yeah. Houses of the Holy. I was like, oh yeah, this yeah. is neat. And then I put it on, and I was like, this is scary, but I like it. You know, <laughs> so I have to I have to give my sister credit for um, kind of introducing me to that mm-hmm. genre of music, and then and then MTV, right. you know, brought in the heavier metal, and then that you know, and then. You know, either you stayed
1: kind of up in the uh, the pop metal area,
0: or you dug down into the basement a little and got you, got your hands dirty.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was funny because that was um, my brother was the reason that I got into metal because he oh, yeah. he's a couple years older than me and he he was in a band. He played guitar. He's been playing guitar for almost forty years now. But he uh, he was he loved metal, and so of course, me being the little brother, sure. I was into metal too. Yeah. And, and st- I mean, still am. I like Metallica was my jam. That mm-hmm. was that was my thing. Um, god, I love uh, just I love that documentary about Metallica. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, oh yeah. It's basically just group therapy. Oh my god, what an yeah, amazing some thing. kind of monster. Yes. Yeah, it's
1: it is so good. I they are so amazing. They are definitely not what they used to be. Unfortunately, well, nobody is seeing I mean, them play live. Yeah. is just mean, not the same. It makes me sad. I've never saw Metallica live, and it was the one of the bands that so yeah. was like, I need to. But I, having seen live performances, it's like, man, they just lost the step. Well, they've got to be what
0: close to sixty. Oh, yeah, not in their sixties
1: yeah. or some of them, right? God, they got to be in their sixties, yeah. Uh, but that's but crazy to me. It was. Crazy to me. <laughs> it's true. Well, because they they broke out in eighty three, and I think they were. I think the youngest of them was James Hetfield. And I think mm-hmm. he was like eighteen or nineteen when they got big. So, yeah. So, they, so yeah, they would be in their sixties, coming damn. up in their sixties, yeah uh but there was a, a the huge... only thing metal there is their hips <laughs> <laughs> nice nice that was awful. uh it was also the new wave of british heavy metal uh which included uh like iron maiden and and these guys they... the, the
0: worst acronym yeah i know ever. the
1: n w b h m yeah you yeah. wanna see the n w b h m yep yeah. i <laughs> oh, love man. that it's a great I'm genre Nerds the NWBHM. N-W-B-H-M. <laughs> <laughs> Nerds. <laughs> But between 1983 and 1984, heavy metal went from an eight percent market share to twenty percent of all recordings sold in the U.S. That's insane—a fifth a of fifth. all the that recordings. Is
0: insane.
1: I, I just within think. a year. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, that, I mean, honestly, that shows the power that MTV had because yeah. that you know what was on MTV was the way yeah. of the wallets. 100%, you know, I mean, people—it was the greatest
1: uh, promotional mm-hmm. machine you know ever created for music. Uh 1983, included the Us Festival, which was started by Steve Wozniak. Yeah, I remember the Us Festival. I didn't go, but Apple. I remember the Us Festival. It was in 1982, and then in 1983, they had uh, what they considered days. They had four days they played, and one of them was Heavy Metal Day. Uh, and included Ozzy Osbourne, Van Halen, Scorpions, Motley Crue, Judas Priest, and a bunch of others. And it sounded like the best festival to be oh, at. yeah. Like, I can't even imagine... Uh, it, it it was – I guess I couldn't believe it was Steve Wozniak because he, he wanted – he thought the 70s was the me generation. Sure. So he was trying to make the 80s the us generation. Wozniak which... is a super interesting character. Yeah.
0: He yeah. is – I watched this show. There was this weird show during the pandemic, which was basically – I forgot the name of it, but you basically watch celebrities watch TV.
3: Oh, yeah. And yeah. it was yeah.
0: fascinating for some weird so reason. weird. Like Devin Sawyer. I mean, that girl that's like uh, the – internet sensation and they had Brablo but they had steve wozniak and his wife his poor just sitting there suffering TV wife TV. and he's just the weirdest dude in so the world I just you know a computer genius but apparently a metalhead
1: so metal was very big uh by 1987 mtv started the headbangers ball which we heard the lovely intro at the beginning of, of Ball. Episode. was that ricky rackman didn't he host um that for a while he was not the first host, but he did. Yeah, he was on.
0: He yeah. was another one of those jumokes on that ninety-seven point one Bad talk, bad talk, talk. radio. God, God, yeah, he God, was so God, not there anymore. By that point, uh he was so unlikable on that show. I think he ended up getting fired, and I think he like cried on the air because they were so mean to him or something. Ricky that Backman. wouldn't surprise
1: me. I he was not. It's something about him was always just off to me. I, Ricky, I if you are listening, man, sorry. Not trying to hate, just you know. Uh, by 1987, the metal scene was heavily factualized because there were certain people, like our upcoming guest, who just <laughs> hate hair metal. Well, it's not. Yeah, I mean, passion. look, it's, it's like any musical genre. There's
0: purists, you yeah. know. There's people. It's like, you know, when you're an indie band lover, if, if your yeah. indie band gets any sort of yeah, success, then <laughs> it's like, screw them, they're sellouts. You know, it's like everybody's pr- – there's nothing, I think, at least back then – But maybe now, too, but I don't think there's anything more precious to young kids than their musical tastes.
1: Yeah, you know. Oh no, hundred percent. define who you, you are? You identify, and, mm-hmm. it, and it 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 helps to identify you as a person. Yeah, the way you dress, yeah, yeah. the way your hair. Is. I mean, it's 100%. like it's I, it's part. You're
0: basically picking like a faction or picking some sort of you know your team. Yeah, exactly. You yeah, put yeah. on the uniform. and, yeah. you know.
1: I was. Uh, my brother was very much hated hair metal as well. In fact, uh, in his bands in college, they always called it cock rock because sure. it was because uh, it was like just uh, male so chickens. Much. Yeah, yes, okay. male chickens. Yeah. <laughs> That's
0: because they always stuffed. There is no better time to wrap a cucumber in tinfoil and stick it down your
1: pants than the 80s metal time because it was stuffed city. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tight pants. You got to put love Some in tight there. pants. You got to make sure that, you know, the ladies love you. Until they. <laughs> pull out that old cucumber and like what's going on? <laughs> the only the I'm only band that that had MTV success and yet was still uh, accepted by the kind of underground guys was Guns N' Roses. Like because they had such a strong, like everyone just thought they were very dangerous. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> it was very
0: like <laughs> ah. Can I tell you a quick story about Guns N' Roses? Sure. I used to bart. I was a head bartender at uh, Mondrian for a mm-hmm. while, and back when I was there, I was kind of transitioning from this you know very. Hollywood, Centric Hotel, to being, you know, kind of thrown into the Hyatt thing. But when I was there, the bar was just Celebrity Central. And mm-hmm. Slash used to come in all the time. And Slash had this guy with him whose only job was to sign the bill at the end of the night. Oh, jeez. Because he's be so drunk. And he, he's <laughs> one of the, he was one of the guys that would come in and be super cool, super nice. And then by the time he left, he was a monster. An no, absolute that's monster. Bad. yeah that's too That's too bad. I mean, it's the booze. He was, a gra- he was a great guitarist. But, uh, it was still fun having bad. him. And they always wore his top hat. I
1: mean, you could never. <laughs> right, <laughs> it was right. like, oh,
0: I'm Slash. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: It was around this time that uh, Jane's Addiction started, uh, which was called James. Alternative yes. Metal. Yeah, their early stuff was, it, it borrowed heavily from Heavy Metal, but it was definitely not Heavy oh, Metal. I dig um, Jane's Addiction. Jane's Addiction was great. But, it, it, but this is what eventually led to like grunge mm-hmm. and, and alternative rock, yeah. was, was that kind of transition from. Yeah. Heavy, heavy metal yeah it's the grandfather of all this stuff you know oh, it's okay. like
0: everybody it was metal seemed to be like the misfits rock you know yeah it's like the you know it, it gets a bad rap with like the combine kids and all this you know but it's not it's just that people who are kind of misfitty, people don't fit mm. in everywhere you know they have a group where they could be you know oh well, let's go see you know we're going to Bang our heads and we're gonna listen right. to Black Sabbath, and we're gonna sit in my basement and talk about how you know all the popular kids are jerks. Yeah. You know, whatever yeah. it is, it gives you a sense of community and and I think, you know, same with grunge. You know, it's mm-hmm. like there's pockets of musical uh genres that are for the misfits. And, yeah. And,
1: yeah. and 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 it just seems like every you know, every few years we get something new. It's great. The metal community is really fascinating because it's it uh they self regulate. Like, when you're at a show and, you know, there's mosh pits and everybody's freaking out and stuff, but, like, they take care of each other. Yeah. They make sure that nobody gets hurt because we're all just there to have a good time. Exactly. Uh, To that point, the last metal show that I saw was the Knotfest uh, uh, Slipknot, which I I grew up with Slipknot, surprisingly enough, in Des Moines. Uh, You guys live in the same house? Yeah. We all live together. All ten of us. Wow. Uh, That must have been really exciting. It was really cool because the the first bands were really good and, like, it was fun and it was a great show. But then when Slipknot came out, like, everybody just rushed. We were down the pit. Mm -hmm. uh, Phoebe and I were down the pit. And everyone just rushed the front. And the lead guy from Slipknot, they got about halfway through the first song and then they made the band stop playing. And he was like, if you guys don't get the fuck back... We're gonna stop the show, Yikes. because people were getting crushed in the front, and, yeah, and it was like, okay, okay, like everybody get the the hell back and yeah. like just calm, calm down, down. Well, it's like the band, everybody can have a good time. Everybody needs to die for this, but it was it was impressive. I was really I was it was nice because I'm not I don't go to a lot of metal shows anymore. Yeah. Uh, uh, Phoebe's still heavy in, into the metal stuff, but uh, but it was fun. It was good to see, and it was nice to know that everyone there was taking care of each other. Sure. So after Jane's addiction uh came out and then Nirvana and all that you know obviously MTV stayed not say stay away they they phased away from heavy metal um, from
0: Headbangers Ball yeah it, of, it was
1: also that kind of metal was you know fading in popularity it was still there I mean I, I've told this story before with my brother and and how when uh, Metallica released their black album in 1991 and he heard Enter Sandman for the first time he literally just got up and walked out of the room and stopped listening to Metallica because wow. he hated that album so much um but it was it was, uh, it was a it was a it was a great time for metal and 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 granted there is it's not like metal stopped i mean there it's still there it sure. just fractured into so many different subgenres. Good Lord, it did. Oh, my God. Which well, <laughs> uh, we will list <laughs> yeah, we after know. we get back from our interview with uh, Brendan. Yeah,
0: well, let's, uh, let's cut to a promo, and then we've got a great interview with yep. our pal Brendan. He's going to hate me for doing his uh, voice in that awful Australian accent, but he's an Aussie, and he's a great uh, guy. He knows so much you about know. metal. He's so good. He's a snob. He's well, awesome. He <laughs> has earned it 100%. We'll be right back with uh, our good friend, Brendan Kaufman. Our very, 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 very special guest today is an actor, producer, writer, Australian, <laughs> a hell of a guy and a really good friend of mine, Mr. Brendan Perry Kaufman. How you doing, my friend?
1: I'm
2: very good, mate. Very, very good
1: indeed. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Thank you,
2: gentlemen.
0: Now, you were a middle back in the day. Still today,
2: though. Back in the day. Yeah. Still, yes. Yes. It's not a phase, mate. No. <laughs>
0: Does she still? Does your mom still hope that you'll get over the, the your metal phase?
2: Well, no. To to <laughs> her great credit, my enduring delight, she actually doesn't mind some of it. I mean, Ooh. you know, she she will still uh, put the earbuds in and go go for a vigorous walk or as much as she can manage it. That's seventy nine and old uh, <laughs> well, school ACDC. Nice. She's oh on yeah! On the playlist, she, do, she doesn't like uh, the stuff of Brian Johnson. She says she said
0: I just don't like the new bloke. I mean, the new <laughs> bloke's played for forty years, but you know. Your mom's not no, wrong. No, she's, she's Bon Scott. Yeah, well, yeah. We, we, I, I am too. I'm with your mom on that one. So take us oh, back. Yeah, see, of course, she's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's, she's your right. mom. <laughs> all right, my friend, take us back. When were you first exposed to metal? Well, um, <laughs> I, I guess. I guess the, the,
2: the first album I ever bought with my own money, I was 11 years old, and uh, I picked up a copy of Richie Blackmore's Rainbow Rising. Uh, it was about, oh, 76, 77. Oh, wow. Um, and I bought it entirely because I loved the cover. Yeah. I, you know, I was vaguely aware of you know pop
3: music and like my, my mom was actually a radio announcer on Forces Radio, to uh, oh, wow. the Australian Air Force in, in Malaysia. So she played a lot oh, of music. Wow. So I'd already already heard and liked things like The Sweet and Mark
0: Bolin and you know T Rex, oh, Queen, yeah. Bowie, and all of this. Um, so I already. That, used, wait? Hold on. Let me just stop for one second. Is that what your mom was playing? Was your mom playing T-Rex? Wow, your mom is awesome. (laughs)
2: Yeah, I know. She's pretty damn cool. <laughs> Could we uh, just interview your
0: mom instead?
2: <laughs> she, would, she would also play, you know, uh, easy, easy lip
0: listening molasses, like, you know, Percy Faith, and, sure. uh, that kind of. Jim uh, Croce. Malbert, Bread. Herb
3: Albert the Brass. Hey, nothing wrong oh, with her, baby. Herb Albert. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, it's funny. It's my dad was, uh, when, when he, he did a tour in Vietnam, the Australian Air Force was there, and uh, he, was, he was attached to the U.S. Marine. And thank God for that because all those young US Marines completely fixed his musical taste. (laughs) He came back. In the, in the late 60s with a collection of records and he was and he was listening to stuff that you know even now I think is pretty damn
2: cool like nice. you know, uh, like Pet Sounds from the Beach Boys and um, the, you know, the, the more weird ass psychedelia from the Beatles but he was also, he also got into things like um, the jazz organist Jimmy Smith oh yeah and Brother Jack McDuff you know oh. which for a for a middle aged white guy in the late 60s is pretty freaking cool yeah <laughs> it's pretty
3: eclectic
0: <laughs> it's like
2: yeah okay okay so Mum was playing this stuff and it was always it was kind of like the harder end of what pop music was on the radio yeah and i remember i got some money for my birthday and i wanted to buy a record so uh mum had had already bought me you know i'd already got um, cassettes of you know the sweet susie (laughs) quattro and that kind of thing uh, so I spotted this album, Richie Blackmore's Rainbow Rising. And it just, if anyone knows the record cover, it's this huge fist punching out of a raging ocean, grasping <laughs> a Poseidon's fist, grasping the rainbow. And there's you know, there's a storm, and there's lightning, and there's a castle, and there's a fucking wizard, oh, and, and all of this. And then, like the second <laughs> side of the album is basically a, a concept. Two-part concert track about a, a wizard building a tower to climb to the sky in the desert, and it's Ronnie James Dio. It's like the singing it. Oh so no, yeah, yeah. Imagine yeah. how overblown and stupid the things <laughs> are. I loved it. Yeah, I like, loved it. I fell in love with it from first hearing, and it's an interesting album because, um, unlike a lot of the, the, the heavy rock albums of the time, it doesn't open with a screaming guitar solo or anything like that. It opens with this really slow Minimoog synthesizer um, solo. It's just it's just the Minimoog and, uh, and a lot of echo, and it's incredibly atmospheric. Ooh. And um, you know, it it just sets the tone straight away. So I fell in love with metal at that point because I think it's arguably one of the first and best metal albums that ever came out that was identified as such. And I fell in love with. Uh, stupid synthesizers as well which you
3: know, <laughs> we stood me in good stead when, uh, when New Wave was really a thing because oh, I, yeah. I was always going for things like Depeche Mode and Ultravox yeah, and so sure. on. I was listening to that at the same time
0: as I was listening to a lot of this uh, this heavier stuff Yeah, it's like two ends of the spectrum yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing though. Um, growing up in Canberra, Australia,
2: Canberra's the national capital. the city at the time it was a city of about two hundred fifty thousand people. Uh, a little bit isolated. Nobody ever came and played there. You know, and Australia's you know a long way away for touring bands anyway. Yeah. Uh, so if you if you were into music, you listened to everything pretty much. It really was a meeting of the tribes. And at the yeah. time, I, I was listening to <clears throat> punk as much as I, I mean the real punk, not that dog shit like Green Day and the like that uh, you yeah,
0: guys. Like six Butthole six
1: Surfers and <laughs> early Green yeah, Day was really. fine. We,
2: we was, I was listening to the, you know, the, the real thing that um, you know, like Radio Birdman The Saints uh, and The Birthday Party. You know, they're, they're, these are bands that influenced Butthole
0: Surfers and the Dead Kennedys. And the Cramps so. and um, Fear. And...
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, Henry Rollins is a huge uh, fan of uh, Birdman and the Saints, um, and they really influenced a lot of what you know Black Flag was doing. Yeah, right at the right at the outset. So you know when I was in my uh, 14, 15, 16 I was listening to that as well because that's what people at school were listening to. But I was the only idiot whose hair was growing—you know—getting inexorably longer <laughs> listening to this this terrible, you know, noisy um, racket. Uh, which was at the time the, the best stuff was predominantly coming from the UK and Europe. Yeah. Um. So you know, you're talking about
0: you know. Is that the uh, new wave British? The early 80s. Yeah. New wave of British heavy metal. I think that was the,
2: the big renaissance that kicked off a lot of a lot of the rebirth of metal. I think it had kind of it had kind of died away. People were still listening, listening to heavy rock bands when punk came along. Yeah. And essentially kicked the door in. It wasn't just disco and prog rock that it wiped out. It was like, you know, overblown, stupid touring rock acts like Deep Purple and Led Zeppelin and all that. They kind of start to look a bit old and stale. Right. Um, Ooh, yeah. But the market was still there, so it came back in the in the early 80s, about 82, 83 onwards, you know, maybe a little earlier, uh, with this thing that was called the new wave of British heavy metal. And it threw up bands. The, the, the biggest one that survived is obviously Iron Maiden. They came out of that. Yeah, right. Um, but there are also bands like uh, Diamond Head, which were hugely influential over here on Metallica and Me death yeah. I think Metallica has covered uh, Diamond Head's Am I Evil on one of their garage bands, mm-hmm. PPs. But they were massively important and influential over
0: here. Um, well, they had that driving guitar, you know, the Yeah, because yeah, the twin guitar
2: attack was like the default for yeah. most of these bands. They were usually the like four-piece or, yeah,
0: five-piece drums, bass, two guitars, lead singer. Yeah, yeah, lead screamer.
2: usually the default <laughs> setup. Yeah, lead screamer. <laughs> some, posing, you know, some, some posing idiot, you yeah. know, is the usual thing. Um... And, um, yeah, you know, that's, that's what these bands were largely like. I think my favorite from that period, and there were a lot of bands that came out of Britain in that time. Oh, yeah. Uh, my favorite band at the time, <laughs> because they were so stupid, they were, uh, I, I saw them referred to once as the DP Gumby, <laughs> this band called, band called
3: Angel Witch. Yes, uh, yeah. yeah, and, uh, they, um, they have, you know, an eponymously titled album with
2: the song <laughs> Angel Witch on it, which, uh, is a little fucking sea shanty halfway through. It's one of the silliest things you've ever know, heard, but it's awesome. Um, yeah, we heard Black Sabbath influenced. We were
0: listening to some Angel Witch before uh, before we gave you a call. It's uh, it's (laughs) awesome. I
1: love it. I think it's it's fantastic. Yeah. Of course, Angel Witch like a lot of these bands, and this was a big thing with these bands. They they would refer
2: to a lot of literary or mythological content. I mean, Iron Maiden still do, you
3: know, yeah, yeah,
2: the trooper and the rhyme of the ancient mariner and so forth. There's like, you know, if if there's a book, the Iron Maiden probably pull some pull a song out of it at
0: some point. They're just a bunch (laughs) of nerds. They're a bunch of nerds yeah. Speaking about dragons yeah, and. <laughs> freaking nerds I mean, I
2: mean you, you have bands like You know Bolt Thrower Who are essentially You know uh, They're all D and players. Exactly so, you know, uh, But it makes sense We should form a band You know okay. so, Yeah <laughs> Angel Witch was was great Because um, they desperately wanted to be Black Sabbath, but by the same token, I think they also wanted—you know—they wanted the chicks. So they were a little bit clammy. Oh, yeah! And was the lead guitarist and lead singer, and he always wore white at the time. So he was either trying to cop the look from Angel, which was a band in the late '70s that Gene Simmons, Simmons produced.
0: Oh wow! Oh, they wow. they were
2: all dressed in white satin. You, know, oh, you know, they were a rock band, but they yeah, completely yeah, just awful. Missed the mark. Um, <laughs> I think it's trying to cop the Sweet's vibe. I think it wanted to be Andy Scott from the Sweet the lead guitarist from the Sweet to mm. a certain extent too. But They were writing songs
0: like Angel which was really, which was of course, just superbly stupid. Um, <laughs> and yeah, Atlantis. I mean, it, it was like every band had to have a song in that Atlantis. Oh yeah! <laughs> well, yes. yeah. You know, we, you know, Atlanta's this Spanish civilization, you know, with this technology, and uh, they uh, they lived in lived in harmony world until they built a doomsday device. Yeah, fucking why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bunch of guys getting high, reading the D and D manual, yeah. throwing stuff down yeah, on people. I mean, uh, but yeah, Angel, which I think I loved them um, again, you know found unheard uh, there was this great record store impact records in canberra which sold a lot of imports and obscura and they had a heavy metal section and um which was
2: huge you know and it was always jam-packed with long haired idiots you know just, oh, yeah. just buying stuff just on the basis of the album cover and i was one of them oh me too angel which had this great picture by this uh, British artist, John Martin, who, you know, from uh, the uh, late 19th century, who was, his thing was paintings of, you know, uh, the apocalypse of
3: fallen angels descending to hell and all of Very Victorian. You know, very uh, yeah, very very wound up and you know, um, uh, and highly strung, but it is, they had this great album cover
2: and they had a picture of you know the Baphomet of Aliphas Levi. So it's all you know there was a lot of you know implied witchcraft and Satanism. Uh, and then you flip over the back cover and it's just these three spotty English guys wandering over decaying mill town, you know,
0: average age of about seven, you know, 17 or 18, you just look at and you think, oh, you are not frightening. Yeah, well, that's what was... You are not scary people. Yeah, well, that was what was so funny. You know, there was such a backlash, you know, from religious groups, parents, everybody freaking out about metal and the the devil. And I mean, this was kind of around the time, too, of the satanic panic. And you're right. There were just these nerds. They didn't. Yeah. Listen to
2: this stuff like scaring, uh, you, you, like trying to scare ants away from picnic by pouring sugar on Sure.
0: Them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, when, when
2: black metal bands started to appear, and, you know, the first, the best, and the most idiotic of, you
3: know, will always be for me Venom. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. There's oh, three yeah. Three piece from Newcastle. Uh, <laughs> Venom was so cheerfully rubbish. They admitted <laughs> they, they, how they did sound like Black Sabbath going through a
2: cement mixer. <laughs> they were just Great! They were just great. Uh, I think they, their third album was like this double, al- double album concept album, At War with Satan. Oh, and okay. I wonder what that's about. I love concept <laughs>
0: albums. I love concept <laughs> albums, man. As do I. And, you know, this this is the thing. Metal
3: led me backwards and I started getting into prog rock as a result. of the horror
2: of a lot of my friends. Right. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Like, buddy, I've, buddy, I've got as many Sex Pistols albums as I do um, you know King Crimson albums so I go fuck yourself yeah well,
0: you're, you're <laughs> treading two worlds baby it's going to be dangerous um, yeah yeah exactly. so, as a musician did, did you ever have a metal band I did wow. I did what was the name uh, I, I had I had several
2: um, in Canberra you know we did have, we did a world tour of Wagga Wagga believe <laughs> you know, there There is a town awful, in man. New South Wales called Wagga Wagga yeah. and that, that was where we toured to, nice. Um, I've, I really wanted to be kind of like a blend of Queens and Marillion to get into real obscura there, and uh, we were neither. <laughs> <laughs> it was, we, we, had, we had such high hopes, but
0: uh, well, you um, looked the part, man. I saw the pictures of you back then. You're a handsome devil with that long, flowing locks.
2: I mean,
0: you're still a handsome devil. Was a thing. Yeah, well, I didn't ask. (laughs) What was the name of your band? What was the name of that band? band.
3: Um, The first band I had was a thing called
2: Forever, which I think lasted a couple of months. Ironic. (laughs) i no. <laughs> uh, what pride to ambition, eh? Um, uh, the second band was called uh, was called Matrix. Ooh. Um, and yeah, you know, we won a battle of the bands competition. We pig headedly insisted on writing our right own material too. Nice. Um, oh, wow. but, but there was the inevitable musical differences. I think the guitarists and the drummer wanted to be more like Van Halen, and, and I can't stand you know that West Coast. Yeah, metal.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, well, it says like pop metal. metal. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's... it's Yeah, it was... It was something that, uh, at the time, you know, I, was, I, I hated it because I thought, oh, no, this is, this is, this is metal that girls like, so it's not real. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, and mainly, you know, in huge insecurity here is all of the guys playing that stuff was so much prettier than I was. <laughs> so, um, but uh, yeah, they wanted to do that and I wanted to get into, you know, it's like, you know, I, was, I had, I just had two guitarists, let's two keyboard players, you know, and I was listening to more prog rock and the whole thing fell in a goddamn heap. Although there, there, is a, there is an amusing sidebar to this. There was actually a construction company in Canberra called Matrix and I swear to God it's true. They actually threatened to sue us what? using the name. <laughs> and, and it's like, you know, we're, we're a band and we just pulled the name out of a dictionary. You know, cease and desist and all this sort of shit and I don't think I helped matters by drafting you know, a, a letter in pseudo in legalese back to them uh, so <laughs> I, said, well, I tell you what if you don't play any music we won't build any buildings nice uh, so go fuck yourself uh, <laughs> that's good publicity you know uh, as, as far as it went I think. <laughs> so so yeah a couple a couple of bands and uh, when I moved to Melbourne there was another there's another act that was you know it, it was it was kind of more um, kind of more indie, um, although I still insisted on you know it's it's got to be the it's got to be the big noise. Oh, yeah. um, there was a thing called Nightfall, but um, yeah, that, we played a few that played a few gigs as well.
0: Um, but uh, yeah, so so a couple of bands under my belt, but um, yeah, kind of my interest my interest shifted to other. Uh, creative outlets I still yeah, this still hugely important to me yeah um yeah I sort of like slid sideways or into into acting and writing um but, you know, metal's still important. To to I still listen. Uh, I mean, you just, just bought, didn't you just buy a, a Moog synthesizer in the last couple of years?
2: I, I did, yeah. I'm still adding to uh, an absurdly uh, over-appointed keyboard ring. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Do you ever set them all because, up? Because,
2: you know, because, because I'm a sad old man and, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, <laughs> that's not a for the collection. <laughs>
0: Well, at least they're useful. You know, a lot of saddled men just collect, like, Star Wars figures, <laughs> or, you know, at least you can use your... It, it
1: could be worse. Could
3: yes, it? I, mean, it could. I could have
2: invested in the in toupee coupe at this point,
3: yeah. know, so the money I spend on this kind of thing, Yeah, I could have, you know, some sort
0: of open-top red sports car, which
3: uh, <laughs> really, you
0: know, that's when you know it's all over. A, creep, a creepy collection of Cabbage Patch dolls from the 80s. I'm sure that I'm sure that guy exists. I am. Absolutely. I am that guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, for me, um, like metal came around at just the right time. You know, kind of like in the mm. like puberty. You're kind of hitting puberty. You're angry. You know, you're yeah. You, you need that. I don't think like if you look at our parents and the other generations. Like, I mean, maybe they did have, but there was nothing just that was so energetic and just so like. It was like it's your hormones exploding. As a, as a musical form, particularly when you go and see a band, mm-hmm. it's cathartic. But it's cathartic,
2: you know, just when you're listening to it, listening to it you know, at home or driving. Oh, yeah. You know, driving, it's, it's loud and it hits all of the right buttons. But listening to that kind of music when few others do, mm-hmm. that's something that you can claim for yourself. Yeah. And when you do meet other people who like it, and i got to admit... People who listen to who listen to metal are just the nicest. They're the best. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you, go to yeah. metal, you go to a big metal festival
0: or something and you wear some dumbass T shirt, you know, <laughs> from from some, some obscure band that released exactly one album on like Metal Blade in nineteen eighty seven, you know. But you've got the shirt. People will stop and discuss and uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're complete nerds about the yeah. genre, of course. Well, I that's like, what's so awesome yeah. about it. Like, that's what I love about the metal scene more than you know a lot of others. You know, I mean, I think punk and you know, like ska, there was there was a very much of a rebel time for music. But I think metal was just so visceral, man. And it was just like you yeah. could get together with and people.
3: viewers. yes. It too. Uh, I think. You know, when you look back on, you know,
2: the, the, the punk stuff that uh, that came out that was very political, like the jam, mm-hmm. the clash, mm-hmm. uh, the pistols to a lesser extent, because the pistols, let's face it, were a boy band. Yes. They were invented. <laughs> <laughs> but they were, like, were of their time.
3: Sure. And that's the thing. I think metal, um, you know, for all of its overblown idiocy, uh, and let's face it, it's there.
2: It is, it does endure. I think it does have some some permanence to it. You can go back through a band's back catalogue and discover something from 30 years ago and it will sound absolutely fresh and it's not anchored to a particular point in time. No.
1: It'll it'll stand on its own
2: two feet. If I'm I'm not being, you
1: know... No, Totally. That was uh, Just listening to Angel Witch earlier Like I'd never heard Angel Witch before But immediately I was like This is a band I'm going to listen to everything of Like sure. immediately Sure and I mean the lyrics yeah. When you're singing about
0: dragons I we'll and... not recommend the second album <laughs> Okay The <think laughs> a, a difficult like, second album problem and, That is good
2: um, to
1: know You know But the,
2: the, the first album The first album is a lot of fun Okay um, That's
1: good That's awesome And you know
2: there's And this is the thing This is just what came out of the UK Europe did and does have a, a thriving
0: metal scene. Oh, yeah. Germany uh, has a... And Germany does. Norway. The Scandinavian
2: Norway. Yes, countries,
1: obviously yes. do. And then, you know, talking about,
2: you know, black metal and death metal and all of
3: that that came out of, you know, Norway and Sweden, that, that's a whole other conversation. Oh, right. yeah.
0: yeah. It's yeah. so bizarre. Um, <laughs> it's just weird, it's man. really bizarre. <laughs> they're very <laughs> scary. Um, just Nordic the, rock. Um, I, re- I remember seeing people starting to turn up to concerts in the
2: late late eighties wearing the corpse paint when it was really starting to take off. Oof, and yep. Even even I was going, the fuck is this? <laughs> so, um, you know, all, pa- all power to I and mean, I do still, you know, I still listen to that stuff like Dimmel Bogger and uh, uh, Bathory is still a mm-hmm. bit of a favourite because there is nothing the I really want to emphasise, it, there is real artistry here. Of know, course, know, a lot yeah, yeah. Um, You know A lot of it is Is
0: bluesy You know If you you, you can play A good blues chord progression And you've got The good old Boss DS1 Distortion pedal For your guitar You cleaned it there Yeah A lot of it Uh, But there is Real artistry There is uh, There is real musicianship Needed to do it well Uh, Well that's why so many That's why so many Of the bands still Are relevant today Because you know Because they Have the chops I mean you know, you can tell, it, 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 one hit wonders versus, yeah.
1: you know, actual band. If it really was just people playing really fast and screaming, it wouldn't have lasted. Yeah, I mean, there are tons of guys like that. No,
2: of course not. Yeah. No, yeah. because you need, to, you need to be able to sustain that if you want to
1: watch it. That's true. You, you, need to, you need to be able to replicate on
2: stage, and uh, if something's trashy and crappy, Metal fans will notice. They'll they'll know you're taking the piss.
0: Yeah. Um, You can't fool the fans.
2: But also, I think there's there's another thing about about it that I really love, and, um, you know, I I don't think I'd find too many people disagreeing with me. Metal's got a sense of humour. That's that's something I think that's very Oh, yeah. Sometimes it's very tongue-in-cheek, but, you know, it's it's meant to be fun. Um, Yeah. That's The uh, you know the the, the navel gazing that uh, and uh, self flagellation that you see <laughs> in some musical genres is, is like you know it's not really it's not not really what metal does.
1: Oh,
0: um, it's a visceral experience. That it's your whole body. It's your whole mind, and it just brings you in, and you can't help but just jump, pump your fist, you know. And it filled you with energy. I think
2: the first, I, I can clearly remember the first metal song that you know just made me laugh out loud when I first hit, first heard it, mainly because of how it how it kicks off. It's a song by a German band called Accept, who are still playing. Um, mm-hmm. And I saw them actually live a couple of years ago, and they were marvelous. Nice. Uh, and uh, I saw them sharing a room with. Um, mostly guys who are in their late
3: 40s, early 50s, uh, mm-hmm. who, you know, inside, in, you knew inside each and every one of them was a seven, spotty 17 year old kid wondering, What the fuck just happened? Where did it all go?
0: Um, Join the club.
2: Yeah, they, except, except, had this brilliant song. It was the first song in their album, Restless and Wild. It was a song called
3: Fast as a Shark. Ooh. And it starts <laughs> with this idiotic German folk song playing on
0: name as of that song?
2: Double Kick drums, Fast as a Shark by x Okay.
0: I promise you. There's your homework, people. I promise you. It's uh, Fast um, as a Shark. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the title. That's great. So, what was your favorite? Who's your favorite? Uh, you know,
2: I'm going to give you the pat answer. It's like, oh, don't ask me my It's Like, asking me to choose my favorite child. No, I think, I think my, my, my absolute favorite Simply because they always deliver is probably going to be Iron Maiden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You know, so I've seen them live enough times um, to you know to, to know it's always going to be a good show. They never half-ass it. The albums are consistently good. I mean, even 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 an average album from, from them is going to be pretty good. Yeah, uh, but their best albums are absolute classics of the genre, and they're damn good fun anyway. Yeah. Um, I mean, but that would be metal. I mean, you know, there there are so many other bands that are sort of like genre adjacent. Like Rush is a very good example, to my mind, because they're not a metal band;
3: they're not even really a prog rock band. <laughs> uh, a, you know, they're,
2: they're they're a rock band that. Uh, Exercises, artistry and musicianship and uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm
1: a huge Rush fan I wouldn't have found Rush if it wasn't for metal right. so, that's amazing uh, <laughs> yeah. you
2: know, but asking what asking what my favourite is is also down to mood there are some days when yeah,
1: yeah right.
2: if, it's, if it's one of the first three Metallica albums that, that's on offer yes thank you
0: I'll 100% like <laughs> yeah well, there's so you many know, sub-genres of metal, man. I mean, we were looking through it, and yes. there's dozens and dozens and dozens. It's just, it, it just goes to show you what a community it is that you've got like 50 different subgenres. Yeah. You know, working your way through I every country. You landed on a really
2: important word too. It, it, it is a community.
3: Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, people people will have you know their uh, their as they champion. Um, some of these bands have been going for years and years
2: and you know they break up they fall out and all this but uh, it, and people always come back to to the music mm. um, and that's that's what's very important and metal even even at the height of its popularity even when hair metal was like you know the acceptable thing to play on MTV and radio <laughs> yeah. um, you know that it still wasn't um it still wasn't mindset. Oh no. Uh, as we would define mainstream. I mean, yeah, short sure, guns and roses and poison and all of that. They were really just hard rock bands. But that's and you know, even Bon Jovi to a certain extent. Yeah. But that was what was possible <laughs> then. I don't think you have anything that occupies that space
0: now. No, no. And <sighs> even the even the even the pop, you know, like Quiet Riot and uh Twisted Sister, you know, it still had the parent yeah. teacher council all up and the panties in a bunch because you know it just sounded scary,
1: I think, to them. Well, they, they were scary-looking. Yeah, looking. it yeah. did. I mean, you
2: you had this thing in the U.S. too at the time, uh, the PMRC, the,
1: the yeah,
2: parents yeah. and something,
1: something, something. <laughs> it's like the <laughs> Family <laughs> Research Council. Yeah.
0: The Buzz kills.
2: Yeah, and that impacted a lot of early hip-hop as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean,
0: oh, yeah. Exactly. You can thank uh, <laughs> Tipper Gore for that. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, exactly. It's
2: like all oh, there's bad language and satanism and yeah. uh, you know there's a picture of pits on the cover. And it's like
0: uh, if you're a 15-year-old kid, oh yeah. that's you want one. that? Yeah. Nobody's buying the clean version. I'm no, a, but except you know your grandmother
1: when she's getting you the uh, album for your birthday. She's like, I got you the clean. Version, I put that Brenda. down and I I bought Sports by Huey Lewis in the news because I'm a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, having a genre that I could have, you know I could claim
2: as my own and be very proprietorial about, when I'm a teenager like, you know, it gives you something to hang on to when everything else isn't, doing, isn't going as well
0: as you'd like. Yeah. Well, it's like an uh, extra friend, peers, you know. Particularly if your peers
2: turn their nose up at it, and you're sure. one of those bloody mind teenagers who <laughs> think, No, fuck you, I'm listening to it because I'm different.
0: Right, yes. which every teenager says. <laughs> every,
2: every last
0: one. We're all different together. Um, <laughs> oh man, you have been such an amazing guest. Your knowledge is impeccable. Um we're definitely gonna have you back. Uh Brennan, I would
3: love to do this again anytime. Man. Oh we'll, awesome. we'll have awesome. you
0: we're gonna probably get you to be a co host or something. Yeah. <laughs> but you're moving. You're moving back to Australia, so what can you do? Yeah.
3: Yeah, but through the mirror.
2: You know, this, uh, these things can be done now. That's, That's true. Being, awesome. that we're is living true. in the future. Yeah, it'll true. It'll be
0: our first international show. When, yeah, yeah. When we get That'd you yeah. That'll be back awesome. That'll be awesome. There, uh, there you, go. Uh, didn't you just do some? Didn't you just do some uh, voice work for a video game? Has that been released? I did. I did, yeah. I, uh, I've uh, played a couple of characters
2: now for... Uh, the new iteration of Warframe, the new release of Warframe. Oh, wow. Cool. That's awesome. A wonderful, huge, um, expansive uh, universe uh, yeah. that uh, I think it's about up to about 200,000, 200 million sorry, yeah. subscribers now, around wow. the world. I mean, it wow. is massive. MMORPG? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's... it's um, yeah, it's a it's a terrific uh, online online game, which I'm, I'm
3: sure uh, a few few of your listeners probably uh, probably yeah. already play. Well,
0: just my mom and um, Adam's I'm, dad, I'm, dad I'm, listen, so I don't know. <laughs> 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 he loves uh, warfare.
2: So <laughs> My warbling tones uh, turn up uh, for a couple of characters.
0: That's awesome. New, new release. We'll, so, uh, we we will that. listen for so you. That's been
2: big, and uh, there's, uh, there's going to be more, more
0: of that coming. Thank you, man. Thank you so much for being with us, and we're going to have you back on real soon. Guys, thank you so Thanks, much man. for the opportunity. Let's do this again. Yeah, you take care. Man, God. Talk about a knowledgeable, knowledgeable he dude. He definitely knows his stuff. He does. And he's also a great musician. Oh, yeah? Really great actor. Really great guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's I a, met him. I dude. didn't want to bring it up, but we met working for the absolute worst human being in all of Los Angeles. Oh. A, uh, oh, yeah. A, your, a, your good friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the he shall be remain nameless. Yes. Oh, <laughs> tiny, tiny little office. I didn't realize that him. was how you guys met. Yeah. I didn't
0: know that. Yeah, yeah. That we're <laughs> working at that. No, Hellhole. no, Ah, dude. Metal. So, I mean, there's so metal. much. We could talk about this for days and days yeah. and days. We just barely scratched the surface.
1: Yeah, very much a, a brief history, and, and there's so much more. I mean, if you really want to see, there's a great show that was on VH1 called Metal Evolution mm-hmm. that uh, dedicated an hour to each genre of yeah. – uh, not to say each genre, the 12 major genres of metal. Because
2: well, – there's also that documentary by so uh, many.
1: Penelope Spheres. Yeah, the well, decline of Western civilization, yeah. part one, and and then part two is right. the metal years, yeah. uh, which is good. It was interesting because it was removed enough mm-hmm. from the time that you were able to kind of look at a, a larger umbrella, look at, at at the the show. Wow, okay, yeah, sure. it's terrible.
0: Well, look, I mean, metal's been around now for forty, fifty years. Yeah, You yeah. know, it's it's yeah. a, it's.
1: It has roots, it's, it
0: has trees, and it has branches, baby. And it's these branches go everywhere. Oh, my God. All right. Right. I have never heard okay. – subgenres. some genres of metal. This is here fantastic. Here are some, just some of the fa- – you know what this is like? It's like Christianity, man. There's like <laughs> 4,000 sects of the same thing and they all hate each other. <laughs> okay. That's ironic because yeah. there actually
1: is Christian metal, which I didn't even ah, know story. existed.
0: Okay, yeah. here we go. And we have funk metal, new metal, rap metal, avant-garde metal, black metal, national, socialist, black metal, red and anarchist, black metal, black and heavy metal, symphonic, black metal, black and screamo, Viking metal, war metal, blackies, post black metal, Christian metal, derivatives of Christian metal, and black metal, crust, punk, derivatives of crump, punk, black and, black and punk, crust, black and crust. Death metal. <laughs> Derivatives of death metal. We got black death metal. Death and roll. Melodic death metal. Technical death metal. Symphonic death metal. We got doom metal. We got death, doom, drone metal, funeral doom, smudge metal, stoner metal, extreme metal, folk metal, Celtic metal, pirate metal, pagan metal, glam metal, gothic metal, grindstone, death grind, gore grind, porno grind, electro grind, grunge, industrial death metal, industrial black metal, kawaii metal, latin metal, metalcore, melodic metalcore, deathcore, mathcore? Yeah. It, it focuses heavily on timing and stuff. <laughs> okay, uh, math core, electro, electronic core, new metal core, progressive metal core, neoclassic metal, new dish hot, post metal, power <laughs> metal, progressive metal, gent, space metal, progressive metal core, speed metal, symphonic metal, traditional heavy metal, flash metal
1: and my my.
0: Groove metal, Teutonic trash
1: metal, thrash Personal metal. Favorite is thrash metal. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, everybody's favorite is thrash metal. Uh, Although
1: I, I want mathcore, baby. Mathcore. uh is math interesting. It's it's uh, there's a, a subgenre of rock called math rock that it kind of is equivalent to. <laughs> I know it sounds early. It sounds like it came off of the magic rock, school bus. Yeah. yeah. But it's uh, mathcore. It's it's interesting. Well, there's literally something for everyone. Yeah. Everyone. Uh, yeah, I mean, and and a lot of those are very similar. Mm-hmm. A lot of bands fall into like five different subgenre sure. categories. One song can straddle different genres. It's just it, very weird. It's,
0: it's You know, if you put it up on the wall, it's going to look like one of those crazy conspiracy theories. Yeah. It's going to be yarn going
1: from this guy yeah. to that guy to this place to that place. <laughs> You're going to lose your mind. Metallica was really the big reason that metal became as big mainstream as as it was. Mm-hmm. because oh no, that that they, type of metal. Yeah, they, they were able to... Well, it was from... From thrash metal that people realize that they could be like, okay, hey, we can actually make a living at this and do this. I always found it really interesting that back in the day, I was big into Metallica in the 80s and never got any radio play. And now they have like Metallica Monday mm-hmm. where they play like five Metallica songs. Well, it's classic rock now. You're old. I know. Thank you. <laughs> Um, that's just that. how it goes, baby. I
0: mean, it's so weird listening to stuff that we, you know, when we were kids. Yeah. And now it's classic old rock. It's like listening to the doo-wop when we were right. kids. You know, right. that? oh, what it appears Jim Crouch. Crouchy. You know, it's like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, uh, so, yes, that is a very general uh, overview of metal.
2: <sighs> and, uh,
1: <laughs> Okay.
0: All right. Uh, thanks, I Jim. was in uh, <laughs> several metal bands uh,
1: So yeah, that's that's it That's our metal show uh, Next week we're going to be doing an all music show Which is going to be all metal It's going to be mostly the cuts that uh,
0: Brendan was talking about Yeah um, yeah, it's, uh, it's... We did a whole middle show without any music, so... It yeah, just, I know. We figured we'd remedy that by giving you all the greatest tunes on our music show.
1: I will say, it's a very good playlist. I'm very happy with how it came together.
0: Yeah, seriously, if you need something to work out or something yeah, to, yeah. you know, get your frustrations out, <laughs> next week's going to be a good one. Thanks for joining us, and we will so all... talk to you soon. Yep. <laughs> Welcome to the Gen X Show. I'm Jim.
1: Are The Files.
0: Shit.
2: Gen X Files Why do I always do that? <laughs> I hate to show it a name.
0: We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming Fantasy Island, already in progress